and welcome to the sanctuary a safe space to speak from the heart um your host israel my guest today is rian Ankani, someone i've been dying to talk to thanks for coming to the sanctuary today yeah thanks for having me how are you doing i'm doing good i'm doing I'm, i've been blessed uh life's life's good right now so i'm just <laughs> riding that wave <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 i i know you know kind of when you're in the zone and everything is just going uh mm-hmm. it's a great space to be uh what are you currently working on um i currently work at the bank of montreal and i am almost done with my university degree so that's exciting as well mm. And what degree is that? And when are you done? It's a Bachelor of Commerce with a major in General Business Studies and a minor in International Development Studies and Economics. And that's I'm a lot. The, it's, <laughs> it's a mouthful. Yeah, it's a long. Every time I explain, it's like. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm almost done. April sixteenth is the last last day oh nice 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 but that also means that you've been kind of doing the classes the last what year online yeah yeah and how's that experience been it's is interesting it was it took some time to get used to it um but then once i feel like once you kind of get into it it's it's not as bad me personally at least like i was in my last year i didn't have any like intense classes i i oh. felt for, for first year second year students like that must have been really rough uh-huh. so like do you have friends that were not uh both and what are some of the experiences they had um i don't have any friends in the my in the first in their first year or second year i don't think okay. um but i know like being on campus is just a different vibe like it's a different atmosphere different environment like everybody there's like this sense of community that everybody's like struggling to get through this degree and and there's like people there to help you and and you can like find groups and stuff and go in the study rooms and and work on stuff and you just can't do that the same way over zoom like everyone's across (laughs) the world you don't know who's in your class anymore like it's crazy um so like was it only zoom or do you have like a dedicated type of service or app that you used for classes it's mostly zoom um some profs used they facilitated it through brightspace which i didn't really like that much it wasn't as interactive um Mm. but it was mostly zoom oh okay so um what would a typical class be like on zoom for you um it depends (laughs) (laughs) if if i like the proper or not i might not be there or (laughs) or i'm there like five minutes early camera on like ready to go yeah. yeah, I'm sure some profs don't even know they cannot put a face to the name for Rian and Kani because they don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, that's that's okay. Okay. Um. But but so let's let's go back to say I think it was March and you know you're having classes. March happens and then uh, you know we had to lock everything down. 
uh, how was that experience for you and how quickly did you have to adapt to new things? Um, adapt, adapting very quickly to different things. Um, it was kind of scary because we didn't know what it was going to be like, what was going to happen. Um, but one good thing happened out of it where this prof, I'm not going to say her name or which <laughs> class it was. In yeah. It, but she passed us. She passed us for everything. She was like, <laughs> just like, I can't do this anymore. Mentally, I think she was just stressed out. She was like, hey, you get an A. You get an A. She was like, you get out like Oprah. She... But she, she, made my, she made my semester with that one because I, mm. I, I'm sure I was going to fail. Oh, man. Uh, well, you know, in one way, something good came out of the experience, but like, uh, now apart from school, you know, just your day-to-day life and work, how was that? Um, it wasn't too bad. I, once I started working, I kind of scheduled my classes in a way where I was still able to work, um, on different days. So I might have Mm -hmm. like two or three classes on one day and then I'd work the next day. Um, and then my managers were also really supportive of the fact that I was in school. Mm-hmm. So they would work around like my class schedule, my exams, any meetings or anything that I had. Like it was, it wasn't too bad. And then mm-hmm. I also worked on the weekend. So that kind of freed up some space for me to okay. be able to, to um, work. Yeah. So what's the, like, I guess the experience working at the Bank of Montreal? It was really good. It was really good. Um, or it is really good still, I guess. <laughs> it it's very such a supportive environment. Like my managers mm-hmm. are just insanely nice. Like I can't I can't say enough good things about my managers and my coworkers were just mm-hmm. like when I worked at McMack Mall, because now I'm at the Clayton Park branch. Mm. When I worked at McMack Mall, we were like a small family. It was crazy, like we had Christmas together. We did potlucks. We went to on wine tours. We went for dinners and wine was, tours. Like, nice. Yeah, we got we got messed up. <laughs> <laughs> we got messed up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was just such a great experience. Like I felt like I was I had a support system and mm. and it, it was it's great. Yeah, I compared to other. My my friends who work at other financial institutions, like I wasn't sure what to expect, but it mm. was it's been it's been a lovely lovely ride so far. Mm. So like growing up, have you always wanted to do something in business? Like, are you going down the path you've always wanted to go, or what led you to start uh, to decide to study what you're studying now? Um. The only reason I did business is because I didn't know anything else. My dad's a business person. Oh, he's, a, yeah. he's a business owner. And I was just like, yeah, business. Like, what else would I do? I don't like science. I don't want to be a doctor. <laughs> like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So it just seemed like the the easiest and the best decision. Yes, I, I don't think studying for business is easy because like, like me and numbers, we are not friends, man. I realized uh, so... that after. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what happened? 
16 year old me applying to these schools like yeah i want to do international business i want to be a business person and just like i just wasn't exposed to anything else so i didn't really know what i wanted to do like i'm yeah. a fairly creative artistic person but i feel like in the caribbean an art degree isn't usually what people would aim for in that sense but mm. i i didn't know what political science was i didn't know what development studies was and had i known what it was before i think that's what i would have done a degree in is international development studies oh. i got an arts degree because i did a minor in it i would have just done what, what what is that exactly i don't i don't know anything about that it's like it's like studying different theories and different um development how do i say it like how how like colonialism and like post-colonialism imperialism stuff like that that happened before yes. is affecting countries and their economies and how they see the world oh. and stuff today like how we how we perceive other oh, people yeah that sounds fascinating eh yeah it's it's really interesting i really enjoyed it and but you're I, like no no i'm gonna do business okay so i was, I was like <laughs> more than halfway done with my degree at that point i was like i cannot i'm not spending yeah. money on this <laughs> <laughs> okay so so let, let's talk about you discovering that numbers are not your thing what happened there bro i already knew numbers were my thing <laughs> <laughs> I've been knew this from high school. I've been this from high school, but I was just like, I, I, I didn't think I would need to do accounting because you don't know the classes you're going to be doing until you get to university. <laughs> they're like, yeah, this is what you need to do your degree. And I was like, like okay. And, um, then, and then me decides, oh, let me go work at a bank, you know. <laughs> Numbers are my thing, but banking might maybe, yeah, like no, but it's oh my gosh, what what exactly do you do at the bank? I'm a personal banking associate, so it's like uh, account openings and oh um small TFSAs, smaller smaller lending, well not really lending. I haven't mostly account openings account services like making joint accounts doing estates okay like, okay yeah all right yeah um so you are you know you you mentioned you're from the caribbean but you're also indian right so pretty much biracial how is that for you growing up uh and now um growing up was very interesting I am from Jamaica and then I was born there and then when I was four I moved to India I lived in Pune in Maharashtra for seven or eight years I think I moved back to Jamaica when I was 11 so I don't know do the math I, I am not gonna do it <laughs> um, numbers yeah and then <laughs> it was it was interesting because in India I definitely knew I I wasn't the same as everyone else like people would always ask me questions about why do i look like that and i'm like what are you talking about like mm. what do you mean why i look like this i'm black like you not have you never seen a black person like mm. um why is your hair curly 
why don't you speak Hindi? And I was like, first of all, I speak Hindi. I just don't have <laughs> an accent. Second yeah. of all, I don't know why my hair is curly. I'm eight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was it was it was interesting. I experienced like a few instances of racism, but I was too young to really comprehend what was happening at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, not looking back at it now, I'm like, yeah, that was that was definitely racism. But mm-hmm. my, I think my mom, my Jamaican mother, handled it very well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I went to boarding school in India for a year and a half before yeah. I moved back to Jamaica and that was probably the best experience I've had. Um in what it was, way? It was just such an open and accepting school. It was this really nice boarding school in the hills in Panchgani. And it was just like a different experience. Like people like I ran track there. I was excelling at sports. I was doing really good at school. I was like reading every day. Like it was crazy my teachers there really were supportive of the fact that i wasn't indian and they were like and they were like hey like you're a different person share your experiences or whatever yeah Um, yeah but yeah and then i moved back to jamaica and the caribbean is a very diverse place um I moved back and I didn't even notice it. I was just like, hey, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, everybody looked like me. So I was just like, <laughs> don't need to worry about that anymore. <laughs> and how, how was it like for you growing up in Jamaica? Loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Like, such such a great experience. I just, I can't. I can't say enough good things about it. It was, I learned so much. I became the person I am today because of my experiences. But the school I went to, the people I was around, my teachers, my friends, everybody mm. just like such, I'd like to say I was, I grew up in a very, very loving and supportive environment. Through Like throughout my, even when I was in India, my Indian family loved, like I loved them. They loved me, my friends there, we're still in touch to this day. Hmm. It's it's crazy. Like I was so blessed looking back at all of the things. Like, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm like thinking about it, getting emotional. But it was. Oh man, I can't even imagine. That's great that you have such an experience. Um, but like you know, so you're in Jamaica, enjoying this awesome bubble of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, what made you decide to move to Canada to study? Higher education, <laughs> that degree. Um, <laughs> it, like, my parents wanted me to leave Jamaica because I guess they knew there's, it's, despite everything it is, it's not a very economically stable place. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, yeah, you need to go experience the world. Have, like, they knew I would have more opportunity in Canada. Maybe not the States. <laughs> but they're like, oh, Canada? Yeah. So I have family in Toronto. My cousin went to Dalhousie. So it, it worked out great. And they were right. I did get to experience a lot of things out here that I wouldn't have been able to experience in Jamaica. But mm-hmm. it was university that brought me here. Um, 
and yeah, that's it's university and my job that's gonna keep me here. So. <laughs> and and what was the process of you moving? Like, uh, what what things did you have to do for your move? That was a fun story. Yeah, I like fun stories. I had no winter clothes. <laughs> I came to Canada in January. <laughs> I was like, I was supposed to September, and then something happened with my visa where it got yeah. delayed. So I just deferred the semester to January. My mm. parents did not come with me, and I had to lay over in Toronto for the night. So I my dad went to the states he went to florida because that's where my sister lives so he went yeah. to visit her and i was like yo daddy you need to go buy me some clothes like <laughs> i need i need a jacket i need some shoes i can't like i'm going to die <laughs> so, <laughs> so he he got me the ugliest shoes the as, as any Indian father would, he thought he did something. He was like, look at this style. Look at this style. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, daddy, that, no. I didn't have a choice. I had to wear it because I was going to be cold. <laughs> my aunt from St. Martin, that's where my cousin is from. She, yeah. met, she flew up and met me in Toronto. Mm. And I don't know, her flight got delayed for like, four hours and I was just in the waiting place waiting for her and then my uncle who lives in Mississauga he he's a doctor in Toronto he came and stayed with me in in the airport like to see me or whatever and he was wearing a Canada goose jacket he's a he's a he's a doctor so I was like yo that's a nice jacket um and he was like yeah you're gonna need one but don't get it. <laughs> And then I, I landed, we took the next flight, my aunt came, came to Halifax, and I'm like looking around, and because it's winter, there's no trees, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like looking around, and I'm like, yo, I'm going to be depressed. This place looks sad. This place looks sad. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell did I just sign up for? We, we get there, my cousin picks us up, and he's like, yo, you need a winter jacket. So the yeah. first thing we do is we go to the mall, we go to Micmac Mall, and we go to this random store. I don't even know what it's... I don't even think it's at the mall anymore. Mm. And we bought this winter jacket for me, and it I that was, like, my first purchase. My first experience in Canada was, like, finding a winter jacket to wear so I don't die. And then, <laughs> and then from there, I just was, like... It was just crazy. I didn't have any proper shoes because the boots my dad bought me weren't winter boots anyways. Um, I wore Converse for like the entire winter. No way! I'm sure I frostbite and didn't know. I... <laughs> I was just partying. I was, what, 17? I should not have been at these parties. I... But yeah... It was, it was crazy. Such a culture shock too. Like I had to figure out the bus. I got lost so many times. My oh man. Yeah. Okay. I sh I shouldn't have been laughing that hard, but I'm sorry. It's <laughs> funny. It's so funny. Um, and then, <clears throat> what was your first summer like, though? I went home. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Jamaica. 
in February, you know? <laughs> I, I was like, Daddy, you need to get me out of this place. <laughs> oh, my I God. Home. I did a, <sighs> I did a spring semester, and I went home for two months that summer. Yeah. And... And it was it was lovely. I never took Jamaica for granted. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> I went to every party. I went to every beach. I ate every day. I was like, Jamaica, I love you. <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah. I, oh my god! That was the only time I went home for that long. Ever after that, I only went home for like two, three weeks because I had a job mm. after that. Like I got a job and stuff and. Mm. But I made so, the most. So, like every t- would you would you go like every summer for the? F- okay. Oh, like did you ever spend summer here? And how's summer like in Canada for you when you're in, when you're here in Canada in summer? Yeah, well, because I only go home for like two three weeks. Like I spend mm. the rest of the summer here now. Oh, okay. And, and last year I didn't get to go home because of COVID. So COVID, I spent yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. It's beautiful. I'm not like. Halifax is very beautiful. It's it's not a bad summer. It's not Jamaica. But, <laughs> but we did we made the most of it last year because we didn't get to go anywhere. We yeah. we went my partner, he's from the Bahamas, so we we, we were really missing home. Mm. Um we went to Lunenburg, we went to Tadamagush, we had a little friends trip. Um we were going to all of the like um patios and bars and stuff like having that real canadian summer experience mm. and it was it was good i think this year we're gonna go to newfoundland oh wow yeah okay yeah i've never been though but like a friend of mine went there to shoot this film about icebergs and yeah. it looks nice uh but uh, i've never been it's it's i heard it's very beautiful they have a lot to see like wildlife and the icebergs and different stuff so i thought you know like we live here in atlantic canada might as well see see stuff yeah oh my god thank you for that laugh uh (laughs) but like but like um so you know how long did you say you know it took you to like get used to okay you know the seasons and like settling school and making friends i'd say a year took me a year Mm. i was Socially, I'm like a social, I'm a selectively social butterfly. I like to talk to people. And then at the end of the day, I come home and then don't talk to anybody. Like, <laughs> But um, making friends wasn't an issue. Getting used to Canada was interesting because the, the money is different. Spending money here is different. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the way how things work, the culture is different it's not like in jamaica we're very aggressive like we talk to you how we talk to you and we say (laughs) i know what you mean (laughs) yeah yeah because like i'm nigerian and we are like that right but you can't actually really say what you want to say right so you you have to be um nice about the things you want to say like my boyfriend came to me one day and he was like yo what these these girls don't they think they don't like you like you're just talking to them rude and i was like what you mean i've never been rude to these people before in my life like (laughs) he 
he's like, yeah, but you just have to like, you can't, you can't say it exactly. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> you want to say it. You have to like beat around the bush a little bit. You know? Yes. You have to navigate <laughs> around what you want to say without saying yeah. it. <laughs> I, I, I made it a point that I didn't want, I didn't want, um, that to affect me and my who I was as a person and my integrity. I'm a very mm. honest person. I'm not going to be <laughs> I'm not going to be honest in a disrespectful way, right? But if I feel like what needs to be said needs to be said, I'm going to say it. <laughs> so, so I let everybody know. I said, hey listen, take no offense. <laughs> don't be talking about Rhea has a bad attitude no <laughs> I'm telling you what you need to hear so now all of my friends if they, if they need like serious honest advice they, they come to you <laughs> because you know you don't you know do that um you know, I I just think, man, fucking say what you want to say. Exactly. Oh my god, yeah, give me a headache. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, ooh, yeah. Ooh, blah blah blah. I'm like, say with your chest. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't have time to be here list trying to decipher the message. Yeah. Just yeah. tell me what you need to tell me. I'm not going to feel no way. Yeah. I I just want honesty from you, and honesty is what you will get from me. Like that's. Mm. It. So that was one thing with Canadian culture. I had to, I had to set, put my foot down and be like, Listen, <laughs> I understand yeah. y'all are nice people. I'm a nice person too, mm. but there's some things that you just need to, yeah, even at yeah. work. Even at work, I told managers, I was like, I'm not trying to be rude, right? But yeah, yeah, these clients need to hear something. <laughs> you don't need to get a Mastercard. You don't need. <laughs> These things. <laughs> you don't need this debt. <laughs> like, you can't afford this debt. But yeah. Oh man, Ria. Oh god. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly. Immediately you said I was like, yeah, I know exactly what you say because, like, I mean, I get it. You know, it's like Canada. It's nice, and the people are nice. But damn it, just fucking see what you want to say, yeah. like. I know what you're trying to say. Just fucking say it. Uh, uh, oh God. Okay. So um, you know, you sell it in. You're loving school. You get this job now. Uh, you're you're done in a couple of weeks. Uh, what's the plan? Uh, PR. I'm trying yeah. to. Yeah. I'm trying to stay forever. <laughs> <laughs> work permit and then PR and then and then um. I don't know if I would go for citizenship because I feel like PR is kind of enough. But at some point, I might want to vote or, yeah, I'm not going to join. You know, I found that, you know, even as a PR, you can vote in the, like, municipal election. So, you know. That's true. But I feel like, I mean, if I'm going to live in a country, I've never voted in Jamaica because I I wasn't there for the elections. I turned Mm -hmm. 18 here in Canada, so I wasn't Mm -hmm. able to there but i want to experience like voting and having like a say in who gets mm. to you know like make our political decisions and stuff like that so mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. only reason i would get citizenship though because that seems like a whole nother process and i'm trying yeah trust me it is man you know you have to like put all these things and i think it's like 
Okay, don't quote me on this, but it, I know it's expensive also. It's almost like 800 bucks or something to apply. Yeah, yeah. That's not bad. Uh, I think PR but, is more than that. It, mm, I don't know. I, don't, I can't I recall. I, I'm, I'm, like I said, don't quote me on that, though. Yeah. But but I know it's like, you know, you do that, and then you have to wait and fill in this thing, and then you have to, like, mm -hmm. take a test, I think, and then, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, uh, you've mentioned your partner a couple of times. How did you meet? <clears throat> and how long have you been together now? We met at a party. Um, I was, like, the police came. You we were both underage. What? And it was a house party. It was a house yeah, party. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. So, so it was, like, super loud, and then someone called the cops? Yes. And then... Oh, my God. And then um, I'm sitting down in the lobby of the building, just waiting for everyone to... Waiting on my friend so we can walk back to campus. And this guy comes up to me, and he's like, not Jamaican, trying to talk to me in a Jamaican accent. And I I was just like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you're embarrassing yourself. Please move away from me. Um, step away. And then my, my boyfriend, like, he was my boyfriend, but he walked up and he was like, trying to, like, get the guy to leave, kind of. Mm -hmm. And then he asked if I wanted to walk back to campus because he lived on campus as well. So we mm. walked back to campus together and we were just talking. I had no like intentions of like, oh my God, I'm going to marry this guy. Like, no. Um, we walked back to campus and then went our separate ways. And then I think like a week after that, he saw my friend at a party and I didn't, I wasn't there. So he gave her his number to give to me. Oh, wow. And then I got it and I texted him and then we went from there. So we've been together for, I got here in January. This happened in February, and, <laughs> and we've been dating since September. So oh, wow. it's going to be four years this September. That's, that's intense. Um, you know, when people, like, I mean, you hear these stories of relationships where it's kind of like, doesn't last long or, or it lasts long as, you know, and it's shitty. Um, what are things that you feel you two have done to still be together and to still care as deeply as you do for each other? Well, um, the first two, the first year and a half was challenging because we're different people. Um, mm. Like our personalities are different. Our communication style is different. Our love language is different. Um, like people will see us together and they won't even know that we're dating sometimes because like we're just different people. Mm -hmm. So learning each other and like how we like affection. I don't like physical affection. He does. I oh. like mine is like acts of service. Like I like going or like doing things together. Like I like going and walking around the place and just talking. Like we're because mm -hmm. that's what I did with my friends was we would just go to the beach and talk. And I felt like a connection with my friends. So that's just how I feel connected to people is like spending time with them. Yeah. Um, so like learning stuff like that, being open, um, we never argued, never. It was always a conversation. Mm -hmm. But I think with that, because of our individual experiences, we were both mature from the beginning. Mm -hmm. so I am the oldest. My parents were divorced. I had to grow up very quickly. I was more mature in that sense. He was the middle child. I don't know what 
he went through like he had his own experiences and then so we were both mature i think mm. that's what like being mature in in the situation and uh not doing childish things like being spiteful <laughs> but yeah i think that was the most important thing is like understanding who we are as people and not mm. trying to change each other but also yeah. like also changing bad habits so that we're no longer like doing things that make the other person upset you know what i mean mm. like so i think that has gotten us to this point where we're at now we're like we're very comfortable we we've lived together for like three years now um and just like being in in constant conversation mm-hmm. yeah yeah <clears throat> i think i think that's the thing right change is hard right but if you make a conscious effort that okay this person doesn't like this thing and i like this person and i don't want like seeing this person sad and you make a conscious effort to change something uh it is good for just you yourself but also for both of you so you guys you guys are doing something right uh i'm gonna let you go but before i do though <clears throat> Tell me the story behind your cat. Like, what's the story with the cat? <laughs> so that summer I went home. The first summer I came to Canada, I went home. And yeah. uh, my partner was here. He he was still in Canada. And he kept saying, like, Rhea, I want a cat. I want a cat. And I was like, listen, like, I don't like animals like that, bro, bro. Like, pets, that sounds like another responsibility. But anyways... I went home and he, I'm like drunk at a resort, um, at a day party. And he sends me a picture of him at the vet with this cat. And I'm like, yo, is that our cat? But I was drunk, so I was. (laughs) (laughs) I was going around the resort. Look at my cat. (laughs) And then, um, his name is Cosmo. And then yeah. I got home, got used to Cosmo, realized we took him to the vet because Cosmo kept pooping on the carpet. He would not use his litter box. Mm. The vet was like, he has anxiety from being alone, so you should probably get another cat. Oh, my gosh. So we ended up, I, me and my friend were looking for cats because she wanted a cat as well. So she was like, hey, I found this lady on Facebook Marketplace who found a feral cat on the street who's pregnant and she's giving away the kittens. I said, bet, let's go. So (laughs) we drove an hour to the valley, to Grand Prix, to this crazy old lady's house. We spent like two hours there. It smelled disgusting. Oh my Um, gosh. Because she had other animals there, but she was like like an old lady. I was just like, okay, whatever. Mm. Took the cat. I thought it was a girl. So I named her Luna. Took him home. I was great having fun. Two weeks later, I was supposed to go to Toronto. Um, my friend comes over to like babysit the cat or whatever, and she flips her over and she's like, Yeah, this is a boy. So, <laughs> so that's how I got Leo, and now they've been best of friends since then. We've had them for Cosmo for four years and Leo for three years. Oh man. Ria, thank you. Thank you for this awesome chat. Uh and sharing your your arriving to Canada without a coat don't don't do that <laughs> i don't care what time of the year it is don't do that <laughs> i didn't know i didn't know um it, it was great to have you 
And uh, thank you so much for coming to the sanctuary and sharing as you did. Yeah, this is great. Thank you so much.